In the fall each year we all congregate The bound all gathered at the church of Pilgrim The scriptures reading from the book of Monson Our favorite verse, my God, a precious Drunk and obnoxious, what Georgia faith Ain't nothing finer in the land Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that thing Welcome to the Saturday Nothings Podcast. We're a Georgia Bulldogs show. I'm your host, Seth Saunders, joined as always by my co-host, James Kim. It's title week, homie. Title week. It's a three-week season now, and title week, well, conference title week, is week number one. So I would very much like for them to avenge some demons and add another SEC title to the cabinet. How about you? Of course I want them to win the SEC, but... Is it just me or does this after last week with LSU getting just dumped trucked by Texas A&M, does it feel like this game's lost a little bit of luster? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. And, and the, the ticket prices reflect that. I looked today, I've been looking all week just out of curiosity, but you could get after fees tickets on Ticketmaster or StubHub for 175 bucks. Get in, which I'm pretty sure is face. So and it's, you know, a majority of it is on the LSU side. So they are obviously just cutting bait on those tickets, not making that trip from Baton Rouge. I mean, what's the spread up to now? It's I think when we did our list, the spread was at like 16 and a half, but I think it's gone up. And, yeah. you know, Jaden Daniels has got the ankle sprain. They said he was in a walking boot on Monday, which he's going to play. But for a guy that needs a hundred percent mobility to give a defense fits. I think that's telling. And I just, how do you lose to A&M, man? I I just, I don't know. And so I I do want to say this. I did feel a little validated because I feel like we have been saying for three weeks now, like, are we on crazy pills? How is LSU in this conversation? Have people just not been watching them play football? I don't know. It's just a, I, I thought, I think it says a lot more about LSU than anything else. Also, can we little tangent on that game? Why are the fans storming Kyle Field? I have no idea. That was embarrassing. I mean, this em- whole embarrassing. And one embarrassment at one embarrassment after another for Texas A&M, and I texted you this after that game, maybe during the game. That game, of why I will never fear a Brian Kelly coach team ever. That yeah. just encompasses his coaching style right there. Yeah, they're just the opposite of electric. I think is the best way to put it. Just nothing exciting about his teams and nothing that makes you go, who boy, that makes me nervous. And I, yeah, I just, I think that's, that's who they are. And look, he'll get a little bump because homie, they're going to have some players just because it's LSU. Yeah. And I feel like maybe more so than any state in the union. Don't you feel like kids do not leave Louisiana? I feel like it's a, it's a big pull when you get a top kid out of LSU. I mean, out of Louisiana. That's why I thought, getting SVPG to Athens was a coup. I mean, the fact that he didn't stay home and go to LSU's bananas, given how they generally put a 
10 foot wall around that state. It is tough to get kids to leave that state. And generally when you do get one to leave, it's because they were not heavily recruited by LSU and they don't typically stay away long. I mean, look at major burns. He came to Athens, was at Athens for a season, was in line to get heavy playing time and then transfer back. So it's tough. Yeah, I agree, man. It's uh, so they'll have players and and I just think inherently they'll do, they'll be competitive in the West. And I think we're getting to an interesting time in the West or the traditional West as we have known it, because I think there's going to be a transition. For me, I I think the Alabama thing is not going to be a one-off. I think they have now become gettable and, I think part of that's NIL. I think kids are going, well, I don't have to go to Alabama and sit for two years, or I don't have to do this. I could go here and not just play, but I can receive some economic benefit for playing because I have a market because I'm one of the starters. I just, I think we're going to see more of this now where there's a lot more parity across the game because there's more opportunity for kids outside of, oh, if you want to win a title, you have to come here, and that's all we're playing for. Like, don't you think that? I think I think we're starting to see a little bit of the aftershocks of NIL with kids not necessarily going to a place like Alabama because they feel like they have to to put themselves in line to make money in the draft eventually. Think that's real or not? No, I think it's real. I mean, Bama has been the standard for so long, and – Saban has shown that he can adjust as time comes on, as changes come along. How will he adjust to this? And we're going to have to see, will he adjust? How will he adjust? And how much longer is he willing to keep adjusting his style and his personality to the game? How many times is he going to reinvent himself for the game before he's just had enough? Yeah, that's a great point, and that's one that I think um, is is prudent because I think that's one of the things where you start to go, well, at this point, how many more times is he going to want to put the time and energy into catering to this generation as opposed to just going, I'm done with this, man. Like, I'm out. I, I've done everything you can do as a college football head coach, and I'm done with it. Uh, I mean, dude, he don't owe college football nothing else. He is the GOAT. And, yeah, man, I think that's a phenomenal point is how much more patience is he going to have with the rat race and the circus and doing all this? So, oh, man, we'll see. It, they, uh, they, looked, they looked better than I think both of us anticipated they would look against Auburn. Although, boy, that was a tough cover, wasn't it? Yeah, that was tough. Tough. <laughs> I mean, that was looking good pretty much the entire game. And then just a cover out of nowhere. So that was tough. Um, yeah, and I mean, the way the rankings set up now, it seems pretty set where – how do you feel about this? Do you think TCU, even if they lose, is in? Because I feel like they should be. I don't know if it necessarily means they will be, but I think they should be. I think TCU has to get blown out 
from start to finish yeah for them to be out yeah i think that's a i think that's the reality i think they've done enough in a very solid top to bottom big 12 i i don't think the big 12 has any standouts or or marquee performances this year from a program but that's a tough conference top to bottom i think Depth-wise, it's probably as good as anybody has been this year. And for them to run through that undefeated, I think they've earned it. So I think they should be in, and I think you bring up the one scenario, is if K-State goes in and just beats them 51-7, to I think that's a different question. But I don't really foresee that happening. Um, I think TCU is a good football team. Now, the other one is USC who I feel like people have bent over backwards to get into this puzzle because if we're really just looking at this with eyeballs, I I don't know that they're one of the top four teams in the country, but they're desperate to get a Pac-12 team in. So if they beat Utah, they're in. I mean, that's, that's solid. If they lose to Utah, though, which I think is very possible, the rankings from Tuesday night make you feel pretty secure that Ohio State's the team that's in then. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Ohio State that's going to jump in over a one-loss Ohio State team is going to jump USC if USC loses. And I think that that's the only way that Ohio State gets in. And I feel that they want – the committee wants for some – is going to want the most marquee matchup in the, in the first round, which, let's be honest, is not Georgia versus any of these teams. It's Michigan nope. versus USC. They're going to find a way to maneuver that. If you avenge they win convincingly. I can, even if TCU wins, I can see USC jumping TCU to get Michigan to USC three, or they could find a way to have Michigan jump Georgia and have Michigan one TCU, I mean, uh, USC four. They want that matchup. Because that's a guaranteed marquee matchup. Yeah, I. So you, what you're saying is you think they're going to figure out a way if USC wins a football game to get Michigan and USC in the Fiesta. Yes, they're going to find a way to get those two teams playing each other. Yeah, that's my opinion because there's no there's no other marquee there's no other matchup that looks good. There's no way Georgia and Michigan are playing each other in the first round. That's not happening. There's and, and Georgia versus USC and Georgia versus US, uh, TCU. That's not sexy. That's not a sexy matchup. Well, I will say this Georgia USC playing, which I can't imagine has happened many times in history with Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams against the number one team in all the land, the best defense in the playoff. I think there's some juice to that. I wouldn't undersell that. I think there's some juice to that. Now, that Michigan TCU game ain't real sexy. I mean, the, I mean for the national market, you're like because you're going to want to have as many eyeballs on this games as possible. For the national market, that's not that's a big Southern market and a big Georgia market and a big. Well, I don't really know. Does California? Does USC even have a market at this point? Because no one goes to the games. But I'm going to say California, that's a big California market and a big West Coast market. But nationally, I don't think that that's, that's a big game. I don't know, man. I think just because of the, the juice historically behind those two programs. I mean, look, I think USC is a more historic program than Georgia. But Georgia's the reigning national Oh, yeah. 
And so I think you combine those two factors with the history and pageantry of USC plus Georgia being the reigning national champ. And look, let's not kid ourselves here. If USC wins Pac-12 title game, Caleb Williams, Heisman Trophy winner. He may be Heisman Trophy winner even if they don't win Pac-12 title game. So I think to have the Heisman winner against the reigning national champs, I I, I think there's some sex appeal to that matchup. So I I think they'd be perfectly fine with that. But I think the flip side of that is – you know, man, that Michigan TCU game, which I do think is interesting because I think TCU can give them some problems offensively with, with the speed they have on the edge and the things that Max Duggan can do. So I don't know. I, I think that'd be a fun game too, but it's going to be, I think, nationally less sexy. Although I think nationally that's going to be the case with TCU in general. I just don't think yeah. they've got a lot of juice or a big enough brand where, they're going to pull that. So, uh, yeah, I, that's, I think that's, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I, I think the more interesting part is if USC loses, then are we seeing Georgia playing Ohio state in the peach, which I think a lot of people had pegged as the national title game for most of the year, which would be interesting. I think that's, you have to do that. They're not going to have a Michigan Ohio state rematch nope. right away. Yeah. Yeah. So the, it, which I, I, Ari Wasserman wrote an article saying that the biggest loser of the Michigan Ohio State game was Georgia, which I, I, I could not disagree with that more. Cause it's like, first off, I just feel like, again, from the national media, Georgia just does not get the credibility that they should get. And I don't know if it's because Stetson's quarterback or I don't know. I, I can't figure it out for the life of me. They've been the most dominant team in college football for the last two calendar years. And nobody wants to put any respect with a K on their name. And I can't, I just can't understand it. But he essentially was saying, well, yeah, Georgia doesn't want to play Ohio State. And I'm like, well, why don't they want to play Ohio State? Ohio State just got the doors blown off of on their home field by Michigan, who has a vanilla offense if there ever was one. So what's the problem? We have a better defense than Michigan does. So what am I supposed to be nervous about? I just – it's just bananas to me. It's the same thing with that Heather Dennis on – from The Athletic or ESPN, whoever she writes for. She in, in no way, shape, or form wants to give Georgia any type of credence or respect. Like she was all over Twitter – posting about how Michigan should be number one after they beat Ohio State. It's like, are we just forgetting everything Georgia did during the 12 weeks of the season? Michigan beats one team who we don't even know what Ohio State actually is, given how weak the Big Ten was. I don't know, dude. But apparently I had an axe to grind on that, so I'm, I'm just letting you have it. <laughs> Perfectly fine with me. It's that Penn State win for both those teams really is coming into play for all these people who are pumping up the Big Ten. Penn State might be the worst top ten team ranking ever. Their top yeah. win of the season is Auburn. Right. Auburn. Correct. Correct. Who fired their coach, who then couldn't hire the coach they wanted, who then had to settle for Hugh Freeze, which is going to be – I cannot wait. This may be successful for a year or two, but it's going to be the biggest implosion 
ever. Yeah. I think the Hugh Freeze thing, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast, but let's just say that was an interesting hire. I'll just, I'll leave it at that for now. But that, yeah. that, is a, that is an interesting hire. And many, many people have um, made this connection, but boy, is that an interesting hire given the reasons that they manufactured over the summer to try and get Brian Harson fired. So yep. just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Well, games. Yeah, let's pick some games. Well, let, let's this with. We have a first time occurrence in the history of the podcast for our guest pickers. We have a tie. So, Aaron Murray and Travis Denning both went seven and three in the weeks that they were on. So, they have both provided us with their picks for the week slate and also given a final score prediction for the title game. So they are, they're having a pickoff. We're having a pickoff this week, baby. And you and I are also close enough in our season long competition where there's still something up for grabs. So we got some things on the line here, which is fantastic. Um, and I will say that I did look at Aaron and Travis's picks and I sent them to you too. And there is enough variability where there's, there's no way they will, they will push. So we will have a winner. And we've also got a little bit of drama in the Pick'em Challenge and got a got to be proud big brother here for a minute. Baby Sis is, I mean, hot on the heels of the first place chase for the game day products season ending title. I mean, she's four out with a week to play. And it's pretty much two-person game. It's her and Joey Thomas, who Joey has been just – Balling out all year on the picks, but yeah, man, she had nine and one last week, and she was she was a point away from being ten and zero with for both her key picks. That's insane. So she had a heck of a week, man. Which did I tell you the story that she's like? So explain the spreads yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, you told me like half, like more than halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah, I said just keep doing what you're doing. D- don't even worry about it. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's working just fine. So, yeah. So, yeah, that'll be fun to watch. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good slate. It's pretty much – I think there's 11 games, all title games, and we're going to pick 10 of the 11. And, actually, can you pull up on your phone the sheet? Because my sheet has apparently fallen out of my seat, so I don't have the sheet in front of me. Is that yep, possible? Uh, it is, but I will not be able to see you. So give me a second. That's okay. I know you're sick of seeing this mug anyways. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Oh, God. I cannot see the spreads because of the color. Um, okay. Bear with me. All right. We're starting off with the Conference USA Championship on Friday night. We have North Texas versus the Roadrunners of oh. UTSA. Yep. The Roadrunners are seven and a half point. Is this a home game or is this a yeah, pretty yeah, sure they game. played at the Alamo Dome? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got UTSA at home. So seven and a half point favorites. Who you like there? I mean, I feel like whenever the Roadrunners are on the board, I am meet me all the way. So I'm going to stick with that. So, yeah, that's where I'm going. UTSA. That's what I'm taking. You know, I am too. I love them. I love, I love their quarterback. Love the lefty. 
So I'm going to stick with them. Uh, you know, they've done, we didn't pick them as much this year. They were our darlings last year, but I, I love them. I think they're going to win um, pretty handily. North Texas is not very good. Um, so go Roadrunners. So yep. the next one, we have another Friday night, which is a huge game. Yeah. So we got the Pac-12 championship, Utah versus USC. USC is a two and a half point favorite. Um, this is a of barn burner with Utah getting the two point conversion to win at the gun. Yeah. And this game is played where Vegas. Is that where they're playing? Pac-12 yes. Title? I, I have why I don't know they're playing in Vegas, but yeah, they're playing in Vegas. Yeah. See, man, I think that would make that one a fun one to go to because you could a bet on the game live. And then after the game, go play the tables a little bit, which that's electric. So, um, yeah, I – what's the number on this? Two and a half? Is that what it is? Two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Oh, man, I'm so up in the air about this. I, this is what's been difficult about me for Utah all year is you and I sat in a hotel room in Atlanta, Georgia, and watched them lose to Florida. And I have just had a very difficult time moving off that because Florida was so bad and – you know, Utah was a lot of people's, I think, early season pick to crash the playoff, not USC. So if anybody from the Pac-12 is going to be there, it was going to be the Utes. And that obviously derailed that from the jump pretty much after the way Florida season went. So I don't know. I mean, you know my sticking point with USC. I, they just played no defense. I didn't think they looked super impressive against Notre Dame on Saturday night. I mean, did you? I They didn't. No. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Blow me out of the water, and that Notre Dame team is boring. Yeah, they are not good. So, I think I'm going to take the Utes, man. I could see the Utes winning this game straight up. And I think they are more physical than USC is. And I think they will do enough to bottle up Caleb Williams and USC's offense to win the football game. So I am going to take the use, although this is one, like we said last week, I will not put any real money on, I'll put it that way. So I don't feel great about it, but I'm just taking the use because I feel like USC's defense has to be exposed for the fraud that it is at some point. I am going to take the Utes as well. I think completely agree with everything you just said. They are more physical. They're better at the line, line of scrimmage and USC's defense is just, it's 11 pairs of shoes out there. So yep. I think I think Utah is going to win this game. I think Ohio State's going to backdoor into the playoffs because Utah is going to win this game. I just USC does nothing for me. They're they put up some points, but their defense is just it's just bad. It's just really yeah. really bad. It's a typical, like I said last week, Lincoln Riley team. Yeah, yeah. I just don't so, think they're physical, man. I, I don't think they have a physical identity on either side of the football. So I did see today that um, PFF, which I don't really put much credence, much credence in there, All-American, one of their offensive linemen got PFF's All-American, which I found just hysterical because their offensive line's been 
really bad all year. Part of the reason Caleb Williams has had had so many running yards is because he's had to run for his life most of the season. Um, so that's neither here nor there, just a little tidbit. Uh, yeah. Next game, um, which, if I'm not mistaken, is an 11 a.m. kick local. Big 12 championship, K-State versus TCU. TCU's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This is a tough one. I like the K-State team. I, I like what they have there. I like their running back. What's the kid's name? Deuce Vaughn? Deuce Vaughn, yeah. First off, world-class name. I mean, you just can't beat that. And, and he runs hard. And he kind of build-wise reminds you a little bit. I don't think he's as thick, but he kind of pinballs around kind of like an old Emaw. Uh, shoot, now I can't think of his name. Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles, yeah. That's what I kept thinking of when I was watching him on Saturday night. Um, I'm going to take TCU, though. I, I've taken them a bunch this year. I, I think they're good. I just don't think they get any respect. And I think they're a better football team than K-State. And it turned out like we said it would last week, homie. It's going to be a lot of purple at Jerry yeah. Bird. A whole lot of purple. So, but yeah, I'm taking TCU. I mean, that's essentially a home game for TCU. I mean, they're in Fort Worth. So, I'm going to take the Horned Frogs. I'm going to take them too. And until they prove me wrong, I'm going to continue to take them. They've yep. played well all season. And even in games that were, I mean, every, you know, they've had a lot of tight games and they just find ways to win. So yep. that's the sign of a very well coached team. They believe in each other. I, I think they pull it out and I think they run the table this season and they go undefeated. And then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But Right now, I believe in them. I like Sonny Dykes as a coach. I think they win the championship. Next is the MAC championship. We've got Toledo versus Ohio. Full disclosure, I know zero about either of these teams. So uh, Toledo is a one-and-a-half point favorite over Ohio. Who you got here? Oh, boy. I have no idea. Uh, when I say I know nothing about these teams, I know nothing about these teams. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm in the same boat. I, I have not watched a lot of Mac football this year at all because midweeks are just not great for me, and that's a lot of the time that they're on. Um, I'm going to go with Toledo. Uh, I'll probably get burnt for picking against the Bobcats, but I am going to go with Toledo in this one. And, again, this is uh, no good knowledge. I'm just – I'm just – I'm throwing darts here, and, and that's where I'm throwing. I'm throwing with the Rockets. All right. Uh, I need to make up some ground on you, so I'm going to go with Ohio. <laughs> that's the only reason I'm picking them. Got no other good reason. So I'm going to take the Bobcats on this one. Love it. Oh, this next game burns me up to no end. Um, the Sun Belt Conference, the Fun Belt Conference Championship. Oh, boy. Coastal, Coastal Carolina at Troy, 330 kick. Troy is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite. Coastal should not be playing in this game. So and, why shouldn't they, and why shouldn't they be playing in this game? Because the Dukes of JMU whooped that ass last week and are the true East Division champions, not Coastal. But because this is their first year playing at uh, this level, they are not eligible for postseason play. And I understand that, and I know it. That doesn't mean I can't be salty about it. So, whatever. I think you should be salty about it. That is the dumbest rule ever. I, I mean, just so, so stupid. I don't understand. If you join the league and you win your side of the divisional bracket, 
why the hell can't you go? I, I mean, they can't go to a bowl either, right? Correct. They cannot go to a bowl. And they were eight and three this year. Eight and three. It's all so stupid, man. I, I think that is like the dumbest thing ever. But that's neither here nor there. No control over it. So I understand why you're salty. Um, what are the numbers on that? Uh, Troy is 10 and a half point favorite. 10 and a half point favorite. Oh, man. That's tough. Is it is it at Troy? It, per the sheet, it's at Troy. Yeah, I think that's right. I because I you host. I think they're a, they they do a conference. You host. Yep. Oh man, this is tough because Coastal just got absolutely embarrassed by the Dukes, and so I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm just gonna roll with Vegas here and take Troy. I I feel like Coastal was having a very good year. They had that inexplicable loss to who those do Old Dominion was their Old one Dominion. loss before they played yep. JMU. So obviously they have some type of deficiency. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Troy. That's what I'm taking. I have, I don't know. I before last week I would have taken Coastal. Before last week I would have definitely taken Coastal. I did Me not. Too. I mean, I thought Jamie was going to win the game. When I saw the spread going into last week, I was shocked. Yep. Jamie was a 13 and a half point favorite going into that game, and Jamie just demolished them and it exposed them all across the board. So because of that, it's probably an overreactionary pick, but I'm going to go with Troy as well. Yep. So our next game, next game on the slate is the Mountain West Championship. We got Fresno State playing Boise State. This is an interesting matchup. I think this is going to be one of the more interesting games on Saturday. I like this matchup a lot. Um, Boise's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, man, this is tough. We've, we've had Boise a couple times. Um. So I, I just don't know. I, I don't know anything about Fresno, but what's the, what's the number on this? Three and a half. Boise's favored by three and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll with the favorite again. Again, I'm going to go with Vegas because I don't know enough about Fresno State, but I, I'm going to go with the Broncos. Um, but again, no real money. I have no idea what, what will happen in this game. So don't take my advice on this. I'm just taking Boise, which I think means you may take Fresno. <laughs> Well, I, I actually was going to take Fresno regardless of this. I, I actually do know a little bit about Fresno. I like the way they play. Boise this season, the couple of times I've seen them have just – they've looked okay. They haven't yeah. looked – they haven't looked like the Boise of old. Um, yeah. The, what you expect from Boise. So – and Fresno's impressed me. Now, they haven't been spectacular by any means, but they've looked better than I expected. So I'm going to go with the Bulldog – one of the Bulldog teams out west. So the next, we got the American Athletic Championship. Man, this is a tough week for Tulane on this one. So UCF, at, it is at home for Tulane. Tulane's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm curious to see what that line is right now with all the Fritz drama. Um, who do you like here? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to pick Tulane because I've picked them a lot this year, and I just like what they've got going on. But, boy, you don't like all the – scuttlebutt that went on this week about him getting the Georgia Tech job then not getting the Georgia Tech job and then signs the extension at Tulane um, but I think they have a good football team they had a good win last week I think UCF struggled more than most of America expected them to struggle against South Florida and but who knows man I mean the Gus bus they've had some big wins and I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. But since Tulane is playing at home with everything they've got going on uh, and everything they have on the line, I'm, I'm going to go with the green wave. 
if they were playing anyone other than UCF, I would probably pick them with all of the drama going on. Did you hear what read what the sticking point was of why Georgia Tech, one of the reasons Georgia Tech pulled the offer? Uh-uh. He Fritz wanted to coach this game. Oh, and they, that were, was, they were like, you got to stop. Yeah, they wanted him. He wanted to coach the game. That was the first sticking point. Then the boosters got involved and they didn't want him. So that was that was all that all of that combined together. But the first sticking point was he wanted to coach. He wanted to coach this game. Well, so which is completely him. understandable. I mean, it's yeah. it's not like it was a bowl game. It's yeah. a week. So if they were playing anyone other than UCF, I probably would take them. But you know my feelings about Gus, and I cannot get over how bad they got beat. Which academy was it? Was it Army that beat them two weeks ago? Yeah. And it, that was that was an inexplicable loss. So I'm going to go with Tulane. Tulane's just a better football team. They're better up and down, up and down the lineup. Tulane should win this game. They're at home, and they should win it by more than more than four. They should win it by multiple scores. So the in my what is my opinion is the least interesting game on the docket, the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, Purdue against Michigan, eight o'clock kick. I probably won't watch a second of this game, just completely honest. Um, maybe a, during a commercial of the ACC championship game, Purdue versus Michigan. Michigan's a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. I think the spread's low. I, I can't believe the spread's this low. Yeah, well, what is what does it end up being on the sheet? 15-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Purdue just because – just because I, I want to, just for fun. Um, Michigan may very well blow the doors off of them, but I'm going to take the Boilermakers just because God, Michigan's just not sexy and I don't like watching them play. And I saw some weird stat last weekend about them um, only having X amount of plays within the 10-yard line. Like, they busted so many big plays for their scoring plays. So I think there's been a big overreaction to Michigan's offense, and I ain't buying it. So I'm going to take Purdue closer than the experts think. I'm going to take Michigan and my reasoning, it's going to go back to last year's big 10 championship game because I took the team they played, which I believe was, I can look at, I took Michigan. I don't know they play. I mean, I took the, I took Iowa. I'm pretty sure it was Iowa and Michigan blew the doors off them. So, cause I was trying to catch up games with you last year too. So I'm going to take Michigan in this one. Um, I, I don't really, I'm Michigan's going to win the football game. And honestly, they, they should win this game by a lot. This is just going to be a boring plotting game. Purdue's not a very good football team. The whole big 10 West stinks. So, um, but shouldn't in a couple of years, because with Fickle going to Wisco, that should be a, that's a, that's a good hire. Uh, the next game is another probably boring game at this point in time and really means nothing except for the fans of these teams Clemson versus UNC UNC coming off of you know two just miserable weeks and Drake may you know losing his Heisman hopefuls Heisman chance um 8 p.m on Saturday Clemson is a seven and a half point favorite which I don't know how you have them as seven and a half point favorites after how they've played the last two weeks but here we are yeah, this is a. Uh, I don't. Need, I almost thought I was going to say a lesser of two evils game because you got Clemson who just got beat by South Carolina and has been just anemic on offense and so up and down, and then you got UNC who has just imploded over the last month of the season, 
And yeah, I, I have zero feel for this at all. I am going to take Clemson just because, or uh, I'm going to take Clemson. Yeah, I'm going to take Clemson because I think they have the better defense. And I'm just going to lean on that. I think if there's a good unit, then that's the one I'm going to take. So I'll go with Clemson's defense. Um, but I, this is, yeah, this is a game that I have no feel for. I am going to take the Tar Heels. And I, that's because I'm not sure that Clemson can score eight points, especially if DJ is the quarterback. That was the worst quarterback performance I have seen in a long time last week. Yeah. How bad does the true freshman have to be in practice to not get playing time? Well, I'm going to tell you, man, if you have watched the times that he's been in, I was less than impressed with, you know, I think a lot of people in the Clemson circle kind of wanted him to be Trevor Lawrence 2.0, and that is not the case, my friend. So they're, they're in a little bit of a pickle when it comes to quarterback play. I mean, I understand that, but he could still be Chase Bryce, which is better than DJ's been lately. Yeah, I so, mean, that's fair. I, I don't get it. I mean, you just need someone to be serviceable at this point. I mean, what was DJ last week? Eight for 29? And it yeah. wasn't like the 21 misses or whatever it was were, you know, drops, a bunch of drops. I mean, they were just – he was airmailing. Yeah. So, like Anthony Richard out the back of the end zone on, at the end of the game against Vanderbilt, airmailing it. Like, I mean, he, it was bad. Yeah, it was so, not good. Last one to talk about today, the one we really care about, the SEC championship at the um, Benz. LSU, 9-3 and three versus undefeated number one in the land, Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I think they're covering that. I, as – Hesitant as I was to take them to cover last weekend, I feel the exact opposite this weekend. First off, I think that just based on how he talks about it every single year, Kirby loves the SEC championship game. He loves the atmosphere. He loves the spectacle of it. I mean, he came out this week and said, what did he say? It's the greatest sporting event there is. Or something like yeah. that. It's the best sporting atmosphere there is. I mean, dude, that's a that's a big statement. I'm not saying that I'm not on board with making that argument because I love the SEC title game. I think it is electric. Um, but he obviously loves the game and I think has a lot of passion for that game. And you know he wants to win it, man. I mean, that's the one kind of feather. He's got the game against Auburn in 2017, but you know, you got the two losses against Alabama since then. You got the loss against LSU and Joe Burrow, like. I think he kind of wants to get a little bit of an SEC title monkey off his back as the head coach. So I think they are going to be ready to play. I think they're, I think the narrative they're also going to push is that, Hey, look, you went 12 and 0 again, you're the reigning national champs and you're still not really getting respect. Like they still want to put Michigan number one. They still want to talk about, you know, that you're not the most elite team in the land. So I think they are going to come out, and be on fire and put on a show at four o'clock Eastern on Saturday. So I'm taking the dogs cover. Go dogs, go dogs, go dogs. I think that this is going to be an absolute demolishing. I think this is going to be the inverse of the 2019 championship game where LSU blew our door, blew the doors off us. I LSU is just not a very good football team. They're just not. And 
top to bottom, our roster is better than them. And I think we should show that on Saturday. And I think as far as Kirby goes, I think it's Florida, Auburn, SEC championship. That's his priority each season. Like he'll never admit that. He always says SEC championships, the main goal. Then afterwards we go on that. But I think that that is in his hierarchy, in his mind, that's his thought process. Rivalry games first, you know, undefeated in the SEC, SEC championship. That's where he goes. So I think the dogs come out here hungry. And I think we see a performance like we saw against Tennessee, where it's just domination from opening whistle to last whistle and dogs on top, baby. Yeah. I just think too, man. And this has gotten talked a little bit this week. I think Kenny is really becoming the X factor that, and I think he is going to be such a weapon over these next three games. And he will be a guy kind of like James Cook was coming out of the playoffs last year that America gets to know a little bit better as they should, because it is very well documented how much we love Kenny. And I just love that in the last three to four weeks, he's really rounded into form and has made the most of the touches that he's getting. And homie, he is having an impressive year. I mean, he is fixing, I mean, something bad would have happened for it not to happen, but he's going to have 500 yards rushing, 500 yards receiving. I mean, that's an outstanding year for a college back, especially in a, in a Georgia offense from the receiving perspective. So, yeah, man, I'm excited to watch him. And I think you're going to continue to see the defense just put on a show. Did you see bears tweet today that I retweeted? Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Talking about non Alabama teams that Georgia has played and what point totals they've been held to. I thought that was telling about how motivated and how up they get for weeks like this that don't involve the Crimson Tide, which is, I think, a valid caveat. So, yeah, I think the defense is going to come out rolling. And what do I generally say when I don't think an offense is real? Who scares you? And who on that LSU offense do you look at and go, oh, boy, that makes me nervous. Eh, I don't know what we're going to do with that. I mean, I am, I'm way, way less nervous about playing that offense than I was about playing Tennessee or – I don't know. I just – yeah, I, I'm not nervous about this game. It's not that they're not talented. They just – they don't have a distributor. They, they don't have a – I mean, Jaden Daniels is not a distributor of the football. No. And they run a very vanilla offense. Like, I, I don't know. Nothing, nothing about them is exciting. Nothing about them um, is scary. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to you Saturday night or Sunday morning when the dogs are SEC champs and the number one seed fixing to play another game at the Benz this year, three in one calendar Three in season. one year. Um, so, yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm fired up about. Also, the Tribe are on Saturday at 2 o'clock. So we're just going to put that out there, too. So go Tribe. They're hosting a playoff game for the first time since 2011. Get some. Big day for your boy. <laughs> uh, I'll be rooting for him, even though, to me, they're still a rival. I'll root for him for you. We're not even in the same division anymore. Hey, it's fine. It, I, 2004, man, that's all I'm going to say. 2004, to me, they'll <laughs> always be a rival. Uh, oh, 2004 worked out great for you. Yeah, hey, you know, you got the hardware. That's all that matters. I did. We did get the hardware. Did get the hardware. All right. Well, I hope everybody is 
rocking and raring to go. One more big one in Atlanta, in the bends. Go dogs, sick them. Go dogs. Hey, George is better now. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.